Hello, I'm Taj, digitally known as Tropic Vibes, the host of Nifty Business, where we highlight NFTs and explore Web 3.0 as we move from pure speculation to creating real-world value. Today, I'm going to do a live episode. Well, not truly live, because by the time you're listening to this, it's going to be pre-recorded. However, I'm going to do this in one take, just make it very conversational. I'm going to cover the last 72 hours with the Bulls and Apes project. They minted out in this market, and it is absolutely amazing what they did, and they set a new standard for NFT projects. If you've been following my Twitter profile or even the podcast for the last week or so, you can definitely see I started to put out a lot more content about the Bulls and Apes projects, or BAP. And I was just impressed by all the elements of that. I'm not going to go through all of that. Listen to episode 169 when I interviewed the CEO, Anthony, and episode 200 from earlier in this week when I went into the whole project just covering the different things that were going on. But over the last 72 hours, I was in spaces with them and I did not sleep. Last night alone, I got 50 minutes of sleep. Sure, I was doing some work, sprinkling it out here and there. But primarily, the main reason why I did not sleep is because I was getting so much knowledge and value from those spaces that I could not leave. I was getting insights from Anthony and the team and everyone, just all the behind the scene things that could be going on during a project launch, all the things that could go wrong, the smart contracts, the pausing, the whitelisting, all the issues. And I can say they handle it just great. Was everything perfect? No, nothing's ever going to be perfect in life or in business. However, the hiccups and things that I saw how they handled it was very open, communicated well. This space was running through everything, and I was really impressed by that. But more than anything else, the amazing information that was going to be conveyed, that is the type of stuff that you would have paid consultants thousands of dollars to sit there and listen to. And this was just a live space. It was not recorded. So this is not even something that I can go back and listen to or anything. But man, I was just absolutely blown away. And the contribution from so many different aspects and parts of this NFT community, they brought in security people. They brought in people on the coding side, the artists. They brought in uh, community leaders from other projects, the marketers, content creators, moderators, just so much. And it was just absolutely amazing hearing even some legal things and just all the behind the scene things that no one even thinks about when they're thinking, okay, I'm going to be an artist or create some art or put out some NFT projects. You know, most people operating as one person is just flying by night and just making this stuff up as they go. But this is definitely a team that knew how to roll out a business and everything was in line. I'm talking about lawyers and trademarks and contracts and just everything that you could possibly think of being audited. And of course, things still went wrong. However, as I said, they communicated with this and the space just kept rolling on. But when people were sleeping here on the state side, or I should say the Western Hemisphere, those that were in Australia on that side of the world were holding the space together. So this space, the only time it closed or shut down is when Twitter rugged the main profile that was running the space. However, they hopped in and started right back up. Or in the case of one night, I believe, I think it might have been the first night when they... All the people that were on stage either fell asleep or whatever it was. No activity was going on. It kicked off some of the speakers and no one was going to be brought back up. So they actually had to start a parallel space because everyone that was in that space for silence for a couple hours obviously must have fallen asleep. Even the attendees. Guilty as charged. I was one of them. The first night I fell asleep, I was in the audience and I woke back up to see the space still running. I was like, oh, this is absolutely awesome. Only to find out that everyone in that room that was there overnight, it was either falling asleep or 
just didn't realize what was going on because even the host, like no one could speak on the stage until a couple hours later. But they kept it going anyways. So the people that were awake actually moved over to a secondary room. And anytime the room crashed or rugged or whatever it is, they started one back up. And even one time I go up on the stage to actually speak about minting one bull and the perks as to doing that and what my plan was when I was planning to just mint one bull. Because if you listen to episode 200, based on the funds and the way I had committed to some other projects and what have you, it turns out that I did not have enough funds in my wallet to mint two when my whitelist spot came up. However, certain things happened that allowed me to mint a second bull today. And how that actually happened was there was a lot of issues with the initial whitelist. The whitelist was at 0.17 ETH. The public sale was at 0.22 ETH. So what ended up happening was the first tier of whitelist people had three hours to mint. Then the second tier had three hours to mint. And then it went to public sale And those people had it at 0.2. So it was six hours at 0.7, and then it went to public. However, there were a lot of technical difficulties, a lot of newbies. The button for the mint thing was just not popping up. And there's all sorts of issues flooding the team with support requests and just all sorts of questions. People were defeated and disappointed that they couldn't mint. So they opened up a second and a third round of whitelisting. And how they did this to cover both sides of the globe, they did it at 5 a.m. Central Time, on this side of the world, and then it would have been 5 p.m. on the other side of the world. So then they flipped it 12 hours later, allowing everyone to do that. So 12 hours later on this side, I should say 5 a.m. Central here, and then 5 p.m. Central. So both sides of the globe were able to get a reasonable time in their time frame. So very interesting how they did that, reopened it up, and everything sold out by the second whitelist. I didn't think it was going to make it through the first one. However, they absolutely made it to four different segments. So 72 hours in this market, everyone said they was too overpriced despite having that guarantee, pre-funded, all the stuff built out, physical cards, all sorts of things that you can hear all the details, episode 169, as I said. But a lot of projects were saying, no, you cannot launch your first collection at 0.22 and expect to sell out 10,000 NFTs in this bear market. Well, they did it. Not only proving that this is a total different animal, pun intended, than what was going on in this market, but actually showing that the power of community management and people coming together to do great things. Because even running those spaces, 72 hours, a team just rotating through, somehow the main person who I absolutely fell in love with, Mama Bear, who was on the stage most of the time, just moderating, communicating with the team, answering questions. By day three, she was in such a flow. I had to shoot her a message or a tweet, whatever it was, saying that she sounds like she's the CEO of this project. She was just in full form. And man, I enjoyed just seeing the team. Everyone just stepped up and it was a really cool thing to see. People that were a little bit more timid towards the beginning, not really having all the answers, kind of ifing and butting around certain questions. Well, by day three, they were firing on all cylinders and even the fill-in people overnight, such as I have to really just tip my hat to the lazy lions, in particular, the lazy hats. So I'm tipping my hat to the lazy hats, right? And this is a subgroup within the lazy lion community. They actually have those caps flipped up that says lazy on it. Well, they call themselves the lazy hats and they are just absolutely fully engaged into this group and they support each other. They showed up for this thing. And for the most part, the overnight squad, they were running it. And I was definitely impressed 
by D-Dish and Disco Leopard. There's some others as well. They really came with the crew, but those were the ones that were most vocal and everything. And they just dropped knowledge nonstop. This was the type of stuff that I said, you can literally pay for and just the mint price alone, just to get the knowledge from them as to all that stuff was totally worth the price of admission. And that was free. Everyone that was there that was not sleeping overnight could have heard all of that, got all that Intel Alpha, how projects are ran, how to form Unity and everything. And clearly they know what they're doing because the lazy hats, I have to do a complete episode on them. Maybe I'll cover them tomorrow. But that is just an absolute like phenomenon what they're doing over there. Just go on OpenSea right now if you really want to see what's going on and look at the lazy lions, look at the floor. And then look for a trait with the lazy hats and look at that floor. It's just amazing what's going on. But anyways, they know how to build communities, build relationships with people, and they are deeply involved in this Bulls and Apes project and so many other communities. I mean, they're giving away NFTs and all sorts of things and prizes and just having a great time. And this was not from the team, the project and coming out of the wallet. These were different projects or whales and other projects, if you will, that came over, want to be a part of this. They are buying these NFTs. They're minting these NFTs and they're giving away some of their other NFTs just to keep people engaged and coming into the community. They definitely know how to build something. And it is just amazing. I don't know how (laughs) they assembled this group of people. And these aren't even the people that are in the project. These are basically volunteer holders that just stepped up. They saw the need and they showed up and they brought their friends with them. They invited their communities. They gave them the alpha as to what's going on in this. And they convinced them to mint. And it was just crazy. And even myself. As I said many times, I'm not giving anyone financial advice. I'm not telling you how to spend your money or what to do or anything of that nature. And I don't want to be the guy that was blamed for someone losing their house or anything of that nature. I 100% believe in this. And when I say I put everything into Web3, I mean, no stone unturned, I came into this thing. And I do not regret it. But I would never, ever, 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 ever tell anyone to do that same thing despite my convictions. But with this project, with that guarantee and so many other things, as I said, the team and the utility, all all this crazy stuff, this was one that I could recommend to people. And I honestly do not think there was a project that I told people that I think they should look into more than this. There's so many that I love and I do not care about the floor prices or even trying to resell it because I've never looked or even attempted to. I just know I'm in that community and I'm ride or die with those people because I absolutely am on board and support everything they're doing. However, I don't necessarily show them, if you will, to other people. And I use that term lightly because that's just what's being said in the space right now. And if you look up the definition, shill is something negative. It's like a snake oil salesman trying to pitch something on you. You think of like a used car salesman or an ambulance chase lawyer that's trying to just pick up clients, just, you know, sweet talking and doesn't really care about anything but the sale, right? That is what the word shill really mentions. So I never want to be accused of trying to shill or push anything. And even on this podcast, I do not have sponsors. I do not take any kind of paid promotions or anything of that nature. I might throw in an Amazon affiliate link or an affiliate link to Ultimate Domains or something of that nature if it calls for it in that particular episode or a link to a book or whatever that might be. But none of that is like I am being contracted by them or approached by them to promote anything. Like, no, that is 
not what this is about. And I only share things that I 100% believe in or that I'm curious about. And I don't tell anyone to do anything. But with this project, I felt like I was borderline selling it to people because I just knew that there was this guarantee. And hey, I'm just going to put this out there because I've, I feel deep down that if I did not speak about this project, that I was doing a disservice to my listeners and my family and my friends and anyone that might look at this in, say, a year or so when it absolutely blows up. And they're saying like, wow, like you got in at this ground floor and you didn't tell me about this. Like, how could you do that? You know what I mean? Like we talk every day. So because of that, I was sharing this with everyone and I was like, hey, you know what? This project is coming up. I'm really interested in it. I'm planning to mint it. I have this earmarked. I'm setting aside this. has a six-month guarantee. But hey, I'm here to ride with them for as long as it goes. So six months or not, I think this could really go up to the moon. So that is how I was propos- uh, approaching it to people and presenting it. And whatever they do with it, hey, I don't know. I've been getting some feedback from quite a few people that said, oh, thank you so much for uh, let me know about this. I know uh, earlier today I had a tweet from uh, Double G. Thanks for listening to the show. And a couple people sent me some DMs. And one of my friends said they're definitely going to mint. Actually, two of my friends said they're definitely going to mint. And I don't know if they ended up minting. I have to touch base with them. But I was giving them the countdown, letting them know exactly how much was left in the mint and everything. And it's like, hey, that does feel like a salesman. But at the same time, I just wanted them to know, like, look, I told you about this thing and do not think that, you know, it was luck or just by chance that I got into this thing and it takes off and I didn't tell you about it. Nope. I did my due diligence and I shared it with people. What they just decided to do with that, well, that is up to them. But anyone that had minted this, jumped into this project, the inner circle, as we call it, uh, it's just awesome. There's so much great things are going to be in this. And initially, when I thought I was getting one bull, which won't allow you to do all the tokenomics and the breeding and all that stuff. Well, you still get the tokens, but you won't be able to do the breeding and get the teen bulls and build your way up and all that. However, I had a plan for my one bull. I was like, you know what? I'm going to leverage all the contacts that I'm making in this community. It only takes one to get that inner circle. And it doesn't matter about all that stuff. I am going to pray that I get a rare bull. And I was going to then try to sell that rare bull to pick up two very uncommon ones on the floor. Again, total gamble. But I was like, yeah, that is probably how I could get it. If I didn't get a rare bull, whatever, and I was still stuck with one, made no difference. I was going to leverage the IP, the relationships, everything else that could be uh, monetized with this project without ever having to sell it. Because even now that I have two, as I said, the second whitelisting sale that opened up, I jumped on that right away. I moved it directly to my hardware wallet and I'm not even going to think about selling it. And this is going to just sit there and grow and grow and grow. I don't know where it's going to take me, but I definitely would be shocked if it is not 10 ETH by the end of the year and I still am not going to sell it. Even if someone offered me 10 ETH today, I still wouldn't sell it. Well, let me rephrase that. If someone offered me 10 ETH for it today, unrevealed, and I looked at the floor right now and see where there are, I would absolutely sell it and then sweep up a whole bunch of those off the floor. But let's say all of them are trading right now at a floor of 10 ETH. Someone offered me 10 ETH for it. Would I take it? No, absolutely not. The connections, the people that I've already met in this project just blows me away. These are the right people that I want to be around. And there's a saying that if you look at your circle your influence, whether that is how smart they are, how wealthy and successful they are, how honest they are, how healthy and fit they are, you're going to be the average of the seven people that you spend the most time with. 
I've also heard five, but I like seven. That is a nice round full number of completeness and all that. So either way, the people that you spend time with, you're going to average out to them. So if you are the most talented, the most smartest, the most successful, the whatever you want to say it, person in your entire circle, well, you're not growing as a person. So I want to be around people that are so far ahead of me that it pushes me in that direction. I have no choice but to gravitate into the right direction. And in this project, I have definitely found those people. And if they evaluated it and see it how I see it and still jump in at levels, just just crazy levels. I see some of these wallets, they have 100 bulls, 200 bulls, 50 bulls, like just absolutely crazy. It only takes 10 to get you into the top 100. But that top layer are some serious whales. And these are guys that have started and gals that have started companies and have a lot of liquidity and all that. And they see the value in this team and in this project. And those are the people that I would love to be around. So with that said, I learned so much during this time and other projects that are getting ready to mint. The bar has been set very high. All those excuses about this is a bear market. You can't do that. You can't do this. Well, they definitely showed that you can do it. And a lot of people that were just banking on the mint to make the money. Well, now they're going to have to come correct because on day one, they had so many things that's already built out and ready to go. And they're trying to get this the art reveal and everything by the end of the weekend. This is a fully 3D NFT, just like my chibis and all those that you see dancing around on my profile. If you've ever seen my dancing apes on Twitter or whatever it might be, that is the type of thing. And when they have actually contracted out what is called a render farm, which is basically a professional company that renders graphics, because if you're supposed to do that on a regular computer, that is the type of thing that might take a week to render out. But they are doing this thing. And it is very detailed. I pixel peeked, meaning I zoomed in on the photos and I see individual hairs, dimples and things like that. This is no joke. So yeah, they're going to like a Hollywood studio type of a render farm that's going to pop out all these graphics. And hopefully by the end of the weekend, we're going to have the reveal party and all that. So just further showing you that they're not cutting corners. They're doing this thing right. They are really trying to do what's best for the community, the brand, and just really setting the bar high for anyone that's coming after that. So hopefully you found that interesting, hearing all of this stuff going all over the place. And it was just an eventful weekend on my less than one hour of sleep. I'm about to fall down. I literally fell asleep multiple times standing up, not even leaning today. But you know what? It was absolutely worth it. I would do it again 10 times over to hear that conversation, hear those insights. And even if you don't have the money, the liquidity to get into this project, just keep an eye on them. Follow them on Twitter, see what they're doing, very present in social media, and it's just very interesting. Hop in the Discord. You might not get into the all the channels, but you'll get a lot of value from it. So if you found this interesting, all these episodes, the show, everything, I would greatly appreciate it if you left a review on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you're listening to this, whatever app you're using, it greatly helps out the show when people are browsing around trying to find a new NFT show, seeing some stars and reviews, it definitely encourages them. And also the platform, it shows them that, well, this is a show that we should put higher in the search rankings. So I do appreciate if you did take the time to do that. But either way, thank you for listening, spending this time with me as we're learning and growing Web3 together. So until next time, later. The Nifty Business Show is not investment advice. It provides insights and information within the space. As with anything, please do your own research before making a decision whether you're making an investment or a purchase.